Welcome back to another episode of the Suits in the Stadium podcast. I am your host, Casey Coleman. Joining me on this week's episode is Chinsey Mouton. Chinsey is currently the Director of Community Engagement for the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation. Really enjoyed my conversation with Chinsey. I think the biggest thing that stuck out, and we talked about it multiple times throughout the course of our conversation, was just the idea of networking and how important networking can be. Whether you're trying to get into the industry, whether you're looking for a job, whether you're in the industry and trying to build relationships, networking is so, so, so important. She talked about for her, it was reaching out to people on LinkedIn, and if someone didn't respond, she'd reach out to the next person, or inviting someone to coffee and picking their brain about their job, or job shadowing someone to see if it's maybe a position you'd be interested in doing. All of those things are so, so important in getting into the industry, staying in the industry, and building that community in the industry. So really enjoyed my conversation. Hope you enjoy my conversation with Chintzy Mouton. Folks, please help me welcome in this week's guest, Chintzy Mouton. Chintzy is currently the Director of Community Engagement for the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation and has also spent time working for the Los Angeles Sports and Entertainment Commission, as well as part of the National Championship game in 2018, Super Bowl 53, and the 2020 Final Four, all taking place in Atlanta. Chintzy, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am hanging in. Super excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, you and I met the same time I met a previous podcast uh, guest, Karina Harold. Yes. Last year with the LASIK PDP Summit, I was honored to be selected as a participant in that. Met you and Karina. Here we are. You're now in New Orleans. She's now doing something else as well. <laughs> uh, but stoked that you're both in sports and excited to hear about your journey in sports. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yes, yeah, so excited, so excited. We'll jump right in. Uh, first question, what pivotal experiences in your education or early career helped you realize the sports industry was the right path for you? You know, it's funny. I studied communication studies at LSU. And so it's such a broad and general major that I knew I could go in pretty much anything. So I always liked the idea of working in sports, but didn't really put too much time or dedication towards it. And so my first five years out of college, I worked in a communications role, but in the engineering industry. And I had started volunteering with this nonprofit organization called the Young Leadership Council. And in that role, I led a youth recreational program. And I felt like, oh, my goodness, I love this so much. A lot of my time is being dedicated towards this organization. I love working with the youth. I love sports. This should be my career. And so that's what made me transition into working in the sports industry, having gone through that process with the Young Leadership Council. Fantastic, fantastic. In the ever-evolving world of sport management, how do you stay updated and continue to learn beyond formal education? Are there any ongoing educational experiences or resources you would recommend? Yeah, for me, one of the ways that I learn is really through my other colleagues. Um just networking, and then also attending different conferences. So I think that's a cool way to still get to meet new people, learn from some of the best in the industry. So try to attend one or two conferences a year. That's that's my goal for this year is really going to at least two or three. 
Um, there's all, especially for me, like women in sports, I know there's different conferences dedicated for women um, or even sure. minorities in sports. And so I'm really looking forward to attending some of those. Um, and yeah, and just, I don't know, like asking people what, what podcasts they listen to or what books are they reading, you know, things like that. I think that's really helpful and staying abreast on the different trends that are going on here um, in the sports industry. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of great resources, like you mentioned, conferences, podcasts, books, newsletters, all those things. Yeah. Uh, the next question I selfishly put in for myself and just hearing about your journey sounds like you didn't start in sports either. Uh, what advice would you give to individuals who want to work in sports but may not have a traditional sports-related education or work experience background? How can they leverage their existing skills and knowledge to break into the sports industry? Yeah, I would say... The skills that you gain in any industry, something like, for me, communications or community engagement, that can be transferred sure. anywhere. Um, so the most important thing, I think, to break into the sports industry is really networking, um, finding yep. people who already have the job that you want, getting information from them, asking them about their day-to-day, -day, um, what are some of the challenges that they experience, what are some of the highs, what are some of the lows, um, what can they expect in that role. So for me, before I broke into the industry, I job shadowed someone because I thought I wanted to do what I really wanted to do was work in the collegiate field um, and do like okay. athletic communications. So I thought that I was going to do something like that. I was trying to flirt between communication studies um, or community engagement. I was trying to determine which, which field I would go in, but I was really leaning towards communications and so I started job shadowing someone that was at Tulane University. Uh, he was like an assistant sports information director role. And I realized the long hours that he had, the tight deadlines that he had <laughs> to produce those press releases. And I thought, I, that, is not, that is not what I want to do. So I think it's yeah. important to try to gain as much knowledge and experience as you can before you actually um, – commit to a role that way you you know for sure that yeah. it's something that you really want to dedicate your time to yeah love that love that you mentioned networking we'll get we'll get into that a little deeper in a little bit uh but next question you've worked approximately eight years so far in the sport management field to what or to whom do you credit your longevity thus far in the sports world it's it's funny that you use my name and the word longevity because I don't think of it like that at all. <laughs> uh, you know, eight years, it, it, it is funny because it does fly by pretty quickly. Um, I think for me, you know, being in this major events rotation has helped con continue my career, I guess you can say. Um, right. You know, yeah, I, I started off doing the 2018 College Football Playoff National Championship. And really had the opportunity to assist with the extra yard for teachers program that they have. And so that was learning okay. all the skills that are needed to do community engagement. And so by the time we got to the Super Bowl, I was really settled in my role as, okay, community engagement, that's that's what I'm here to do. Um, and so we had a program for the Super Bowl called Business Connect. And so that's all about connecting local diverse businesses to subcontracting opportunities related to the Super Bowl. And then we also had the opportunity yeah. to provide these businesses with um, networking opportunities or professional development. I had no idea when I was working that program 
in 2019, 2018, that I would someday go to LA and run the same program and now come to (laughs) New Orleans and run the same program. So it's really about taking ownership of what you have, the projects that you're giving, you're given and doing your best job possible, giving your all to the, to the, to the task. Um, and just killing it because you don't you don't know who's watching or who wants to take you to another level, you know. So, um, yeah, again, I had no idea that this would this would be my career. Never saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you've turned into a wanted commodity in the major event space. I, I'm not sure how it happened, Casey, but it, it does seem <laughs> that way. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad thing. That's awesome. Uh, transitioning to the advice portion of our conversation, what are the key skills or qualities? you believe aspiring sport management professionals should focus on developing to stand out in a very, and I say very, cause I'm in it right now, competitive job market. Yeah, I get that for me. Honestly, you have to love what you do. Like I know that's not necessarily a skill that someone yeah. would recommend, but for me, because sure. I love what I do so much, it's, it's not hard to give 110%. Right. It's not hard for me to roll Absolutely. up my sleeves yep. because I love it. I find that what I do is purposeful, it's meaningful. I know that I'm making an impact in the community. And so I actually love going to work every day. So I feel like for anyone who is trying to break into an industry, make sure you you love it first. You know, um, that would be my advice. Just just find something that you're truly passionate about. Something that you're also skilled in. You can't just be passionate and not skilled in it. Um, <laughs> have those skill sets, but I think I think that passion will take you a long way. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You got to be excited about what you do. You have uh, to and like you mentioned, that it's I not hope, hard to I come to work. Everyone's going to work every day for something that they don't enjoy and don't love. I I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the sports industry is known for its high pressure moments. I would assume, especially for you and all the major, major sporting events you've worked, uh, that's maybe exponentially true as well. Uh, how do you maintain composure and make strategic decisions during intense situations? Ooh, maintain composure. That's a good one. I'm fortunate enough to have worked with leaders that are extremely positive, And so they always talk about you know, it's not the problem, it's how you handle and solve the problem. So there's always going to be different fires that you have to put out working in the sports industry, working in major events. Um, So it's not necessarily the situation, it's how you handle it. And so I think, yeah, just maintaining your composure, finding the positives in in the situation, just being as calm as possible. Um, You know, that doesn't hurt. But I don't know, that that is a good question, because I never really think about like, how am I maintaining my composure in this situation? But there are, there, there's things that just come up all the time. And uh, just being able to, to multitask is also a part of it. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You just hit on it. uh, Just some different leaders and different maybe bosses that you've had along the way. Curious if you had different mentors along your journey that you leaned on when you needed to, and how would you say they best helped you along the way? Yeah. Luckily for me, even since college, I've always had great mentors, uh, people that really are passionate and put people first. Those are the type of leaders that I've had the opportunity to work under. And so they don't mind giving you 
advice or life lessons. Um, so I feel I would feel bad for naming just one person because there there have been plenty of mentors throughout my career, and not even just people sure. that are supervisors. I also look up to people that are even at the same level as me, my colleagues. How do they handle different yep. situations, or what advice can they offer? Because we're all going through this together. Um, and so I really do feel like having a network and having people that you can trust and count on is very, very helpful and helps you go longer in your career. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a great job leading to the next question every time. So I appreciate that. Uh, networking plays a crucial role in many industries. How can individuals new to the field effectively build a strong network in the sport management sector? So I can tell you for me, when I was first trying to break in, which not, like you said, it was eight years ago. Actually, it took it took me, Casey, it took me two years to break into this industry. I was living here in New Orleans um, and I was working within the engineering industry and I was trying to break into sports and it just felt like no one wanted to hire me. And I did not understand why. I'm like, listen, I know I work in the engineering <laughs> industry. But if I can be the spokesperson for a $90 million program, which was, you know, I was leading this infrastructure program. I'm like, I can do it in sports. Sports, that's something I know. It's something I can communicate. And no one wanted to hear that from me. And I think, too, I was also asking for a little more money than they were willing to give. And so I had to finally uh. make the decision that it's like, okay, if I'm going to break in, I'm not going to come in at the level that I am working in the engineering industry. I'm going to have to take a step back and... That's just a part of it. You have to make some type of sacrifice. Um, and so where was I going with this? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so I I tried to meet with as many people within the sports industry as possible to gain information yeah. from them. So I really utilized LinkedIn to find out who was who. Because um, sometimes sure. you can go on the company website. Like for me, I would go to the different colleges and universities here. I would go to their athletic department and I would see who's in this specific role. And then I would try to get a, a meeting with them. And if I couldn't get a meeting with that person, then I'd go to the next person. Um, and then it's just, it's just informational, just asking them, what is your day-to-day -day like? Um, what can I expect from this job? What are, what do you like most about the job? What, what are some of your challenges that you face? You know, those type of questions. Um, what advice mm -hmm. do you have for me? Is there anyone else you should that I should speak to um, to learn more about this industry? And so networking is really what led me to 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 the career that I have. Um, for me, because I couldn't make it happen in New Orleans, I moved to Atlanta because I saw that Atlanta had three championship games in three consecutive years. And so I yep. just reached out to the executive director. I asked him if we can go to coffee. Um, and then that coffee meeting led to an internship position. And that's how I broke into sports. So the job was never posted online. Um, so I tell that to a lot of people. Sometimes jobs aren't, aren't posted. You know, you just got to put yourself out there. And so, yeah, coffee meetings are, are helpful or just informational meetings. Now that we have Zoom and Teams or all these different virtual opportunities, it's, it's like, okay, let's let's have just 15 minutes of, of time to talk to one another, you know, and that's all it really takes sometimes. So just keep plugging away at it. What is the key to maintaining a good work-life balance? 
How do you not get overwhelmed with your career and still enjoy time with family and friends and things you enjoy doing outside of work, especially in a sports field that is not a Monday through Friday, eight to five? You're absolutely correct about that. And that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why I moved back here to Louisiana is because, you know, being in LA, I was missing my family. I was missing my friends and I felt like I dedicated a lot of time to work in my career, but I wasn't doing anything socially. Right. And so, um, I do think it's important to to try to find that balance if, if you're able to, luckily for me, I, I'm not in the operations of the events, so I don't have to work the long hours that some of my colleagues have to, um, especially folks that work for the venues, right? They they put in a lot of hours, um, a lot of weekends, a lot of nights. And so I'm lucky enough to have something that is more nine to five, if, you, if you'll say so. Um, but I, yeah, I, I know it's something that all of us kind of struggle with is just finding the time to really relax and get the rest that you need and and spending time with quality people, whether it be your, your family or your friends. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Uh, the sports management field is a very competitive field to break into. I feel like we've hit on that a few times. Uh, do you have any tips, tricks, or insights that people can use to set themselves apart in such a crowded occupation? Yeah. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll just continue to say networking, finding the right people, finding people that have the positions that you want, utilizing the internet to find those people and then reaching out to them, getting their advice, getting their information, seeing what you can do. Um, again, going to different conferences or volunteering, getting some experience yourself. So a lot of times if you're able to do an internship or volunteer with an organization, you're able to meet the people behind the scenes and then they can now speak to your work ethic. Like, yeah, I remember Casey, he did this, he did that, you know, that we, we highly recommend him. And so now you have someone that can speak to your work ethic. Um, so I think also trying to get experience, not just asking the questions for networking, but also rolling up your sleeves and doing the work. I think that'll help as well. Yeah. I love that. Uh, a lot of times in the industry. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Even, even when you're doing with a podcast, like I think that's super smart. It's another way to, to meet people, meet people in this industry, ask the right questions, get their advice. Um, so you take an, like it shows that you take initiative, you know, so you've, you've also participated in the professional development program with the Los Angeles sports entertainment commission. So you're putting your name out there. So, those are the type of things that'll help set you apart. Yeah, for sure. I like to say that I took the informational interview thing and turned it into a podcast. It's <laughs> just way more fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, final few questions, bringing it home. What is the most heartwarming or memorable sports moment you witnessed or experienced? Maybe something we as the casual fan would never see on TV, but you had the chance to witness or experience. Oh, heartwarming. Goodness. <laughs> yes. I, I I think for me, especially working in community engagement, there are a lot of heartwarming moments. Um, recently sure, here sure. in New Orleans, we just did a day of service. Um, so we had six community activations in one day with two teams. So um, really having the teams come in, the student athletes come in and get involved here in New Orleans was pretty special. We did something with um, the Special Olympics 
We also did second harvest food bank. And so we had our student athletes volunteer there. So there's always those type of moments where we get to do things where behind the scenes that people don't necessarily see the things that we're doing in the community. Um, you know, my, my favorite sports moment working in, working in sports would probably be 2020 college football playoff national championship, seeing LSU, um, you know, win the national championship in the Superdome. That was pretty, that was pretty awesome. I don't know if that classifies as heartwarming, but it's definitely memorable for me. Yes, it probably warmed your heart. It definitely warmed my heart. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, if you could switch roles with any athlete for one day, who would it be and why? It's LeBron James. It's going to have to be a basketball player. I need a straight-up baller. And I feel like okay. he – I love the things that he does off the court as well um, with, the different found, with his foundation and working with schools. Uh, so, yeah, and he's – one of the greatest of all time. So I'm not going to call him the goat. I know that there's a debate about that, him and MJ, but <laughs> I I will I will give my um, swapping places with LeBron James for sure. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. We won't get into the debate. Uh, if you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room, what would you choose and why? This one I have to I have to keep to myself, Casey. I can't share this with you because there's there's some <laughs> profanity in the in the type of okay. music that I listen to. And so okay. I can't I can't have that every time I walk out, you know. I can't spread that type of energy. So I have to I have to think on this one. I haven't figured out what song would be a positive message and tone for people to hear every time I walked into a room. I don't <laughs> No, if I have the answer just yet. I don't I don't have the answer just yet. All right. All right. We'll have to come back to that. Uh final question. You just you just shared one example with the 2020 National Championship. Maybe there's another one that comes to mind. Uh sports often brings people together and creates unforgettable moments. Can you share a personal sports memory that left a lasting impact on you? Ooh. Honestly, every event that I've done has left an impact on me in some type of way, whether it's the people that I'm meeting or, you know, through, through the community events um, or the community programs and initiatives. So I definitely, I, like I said, yeah, I definitely named the 2020 college football playoff national championship, but every, every event that I've done has been special to me. So I don't have just one, unfortunately. That's all good. Uh, Chitsy, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day uh, to be a part of the podcast, sharing your journey through sports. And yeah, thanks for being a part. Thank you, Casey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Suits in the Stadium podcast. The Suits in the Stadium podcast is available across all listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also new this season, you can see a video version of each episode on our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and share with others who you think would be interested in our podcast. We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.